Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. gentlemen welcome back to another episode of two peas on a podcast although this evening we are three peas and not only is there two guests with me on the show tonight but they're two of my boys i do the live stream for the cure with these guys well i guess it's going to be an annual staple now but i did it last year and we have it coming up again this may nick haskins is back from nikolai's kitchen and he was just on the show (laughs) so he's back to back here on two peas but i'm thrilled to have him nick what's up brother how are you you can't get rid of me I can't. I'm never leaving you. You're like a stain on my necktie when I'm going to a job interview. Thank you for having me, Gerald. Absolutely, man. And then Dan has been on... More than anybody else. He's catching up to Andy at this point. But Dan... (laughs) Dan is back from Netflix and Swill. Dan, what's up, man? Welcome back to the Peas, brother. I'm still flabbergasted by what we talked about in pre-roll. Yeah. I I, I just can't get over it, man. Well... I told you that I'm going to give it another shot, and we'll we'll revisit it. We'll we'll come back together. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, I really I'm more floored that at the 86 percent audience. Yeah, right. Than right. anything else. I, I can't. I can't. That makes so, no fucking sense. To me. So pre-taping, guys, we had a debate on the rise of Skywalker versus Batman versus Superman, and I prefer Rise of Skywalker. These dudes prefer BVS. So I pulled out the Rotten Tomatoes. And the critic score and the audience score is higher. Both are higher on Rise of Skywalker, and they're both kind of surprised by that. So, no, no, no I, I'm not gonna say that I'm surprised by it being higher. I'm surprised that it's as high as it is. Eighty-six percent for fans doesn't make any sense. To yeah, me. and eighty-six percent audience score is baffling to me for that movie because I know like so many people hate it. Yeah, yeah so many and, people. And if hate you're it. a super, if you're a super fan of star wars you would think you would hate it even more right. too. so you're you're right it is like, i hate it and i'm and i hate those movies i loved star wars until the rise of skywalker came out i loved it all the way through the prequels i loved it all the way through the sequels and the wow the rogue ones and the solos even though i had my issues with a new hope 2.0 and everything but mm-hmm. now I, I i i actively avoid watching anything star wars i haven't seen the mandalorian because i hated rise of skywalker so much i literally just don't care about the franchise anymore i don't wow it killed the franchise for you huh literally killed it for me so i mean i just well, i'm baffled that it's that the audience score for it is 86 percent so fucking baffling well don't don't turn me into a star wars soldier tonight because we're not here to talk about star wars we're not even here to talk about movies tonight guys now both you guys are often discussing movies with me but tonight we're diving into music all right now i thought it would be fun because i recently had hannah on a friend of the show from boozy movies and we talked about songs with people's names right and then I was talking to Hannah about some other things that her and I are going to do together. And we're kind of coming up with all these weird 
like kind of meta projects that we can do top five list for. And I pitched this one to her and she kind of slid it to the side because I always have her on for music. And she's like, I want to come on for movies. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll find somebody else to do this one. So we're doing songs tonight, right? We're having our top five favorite songs that feature numbers in the title or have a number as the title. All right, guys, how excited are you for this list? Was this a fun one to come up with? Dan, I'll start with you because you've already been kind of trolling me saying that I probably have never heard of any of yours, correct? Um, or- I wouldn't say never heard of, but I'm going through, you've, you've heard of one, two, three, potentially four, five of my artists. Uh, over the, of okay. the top 10, obviously. All right. So five right. of the artists I'm, I'm like putting, I would put money down that you've never heard of these bands before in your entire life. Wow. Dan, all the small things doesn't have a number in it. <laughs> no, but they do have, an, they do have a song with a number in it. So. All right. No spoilers. We'll, f- and they have number in their, in their band name too. So you get double points. So that's cool. My, uh. Whoa, 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 there's points. No, <laughs> I mean, there should be, I should probably start doing that. Nick, ha- Nick Haskins, you, we're, we're doing songs with numbers and I hit you up with this like three hours ago. I said, Hey man, come on the show with me. Let's do a little live stream kind of like appetizer primer here with the three of us. How was it? How, how did you do coming up with this list, man? Was it easy? Well, you texted me and you, you threw it at me last minute and I was like, Oh man, that sounds really, really hard. Uh, within about a half an hour, I was like, "Oh my god, I will never narrow this list down to five. <laughs> right. And like literally up until zero hour here, up until we press the red record button, I was still tinkering with and moving stuff around. Even looking at my list now, I kind of want to swap a thing or two around. Like, yeah. get me on a different day, I'd probably swap some things out of. I have like twelve honorable mentions, I think. Yeah, something like that. Like, it's dumb. It's, nice. it's just dumb how many extra. Uh, how many, I, I literally, I was just throwing things out left and right and left and right but i tried to make a personal list like so the five that i did choose i tried to make them really personal to me for specific reasons okay well i'm looking forward to hearing the reasoning and the tunes behind that are yours pretty popular you think your songs nick i guarantee you no one would pick this top five for me well okay one of them people would okay one of them people would but i'm gonna i'm gonna dan dan would come the closest to be fair all right well good he's on the episode so it's perfect <laughs> well I, my, I, I know uh, one band that is gonna be on there I, I i feel it coming up with my list i made a playlist on spotify which i often do when i do music episodes and i just kind of make it a private list and i listen to it you know the week leading up to the show or whatever. Well, today I just came up with this today. Me and Dan were talking in our Twitter chat and then I got Nick to come on board and it's literally been maybe three or four hours since we decided to do this. So I did have to throw it together really quickly, but I'm with you, Nick. Like I started doing it. I had a few songs that were in my head right away and, but that was it. But then as soon as I opened up my computer and I started kind of doing the Google thing, it was like literally a thousand songs, like just flooded at me. And I ended up leaving about 17 or so on my list here. And I don't know what's going to be outside of my top three, because those are the only three that I like know for sure I want to mention tonight. And also kind of want to see what direction you guys go into. So, you know, again, like Nick said, and like Dan said, I mean, they're personal to me they're my favorite ones that would fit in this category oh i so i'm excited i didn't I'm excited. Sa- i didn't say that my parameter was uh, oh yeah you did have special parameters my, p- yeah, my special parameter was to fuck with gerald specifically uh my my song <laughs> has to match up directly with the number so like my number five song has to have the number five in the title my number four song it. has to have the number four in the title yeah not fucking with me i love that no you, i'm so no, jokes I'm on you. With you no, 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 no. jokes on you i fucking love that so Actually, great job the way i was originally gonna fuck with you <laughs> 
the way I was originally gonna fuck with you is I was gonna have number one as number five, and you're gonna yeah, like, you did mention that. I kind of did earlier because you mentioned that briefly, and I was like, why are you doing that? Why isn't your five just your five? But uh, okay, well, it seems like you know what you're doing over there, so that's great. All right, guys, I'm gonna take a quick promo break. We're gonna run, spin a little promo here, and then when we come back, we're gonna get into our top fives, and this is gonna be an interesting list. I doubt there'll be any crossover, but I mean, what do I know? There's, I was telling Dan, there's gonna be crossover. There's one on. You think so? Yes. I was telling Dan, there's one on my list, Nick, that you might pick. You might. It's poss- It's in the realm of possibility, uh, and I don't think I would have any crossover with Dan. So I will we'll extremely, if, if if any of the songs in my top five or are on <coughs> either one of your lists, I would be shocked. Mm, Absolutely okay. shocked. You'll see, You'll kind of see why when, when I start getting into my list, because I attacked this from a very, very... I wanted it to encompass a lot of me. Right. Well, sure. I want to encompass a lot of you, too. So that's perfect. Yeah, baby. All right. Let's take this quick promo break, guys, and then we'll come right back and we'll get into our list. Hang tight. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. All right, guys, welcome back. As I said, pre-break, we are doing our top five songs featuring numbers in the title. An interesting topic. I'm, I'm doing this lately, so there'll be a lot of weird countdowns coming at you guys here in the near future. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Dan from Netflix and Swill, friend of the show, and even though he won't admit it, friend of mine. Dan, I love you, buddy. What is your number five song with a number in the title? Uh, this is definitely the weakest one on the list. Uh, I, and this is probably the one that, if anything, I would cross over with Nick on. Mm. This is Mayday Parades, Three Cheers for Five Years. The name Great of the band. Great fucking song. The name of the band is Mayday Parades. Yes. Ma- and what's the title again? Three Cheers for Five Years. This sounds pretty cool. What is it? Oh, it's just a song that has five in the title. I like Mayday Parade. Like this is off like uh, their debut album, uh, which is entitled uh, "And Get Ready for This: Tales Told by Dead Friends." Mm, okay. I just listened yep. to it today for the first time and went, I like Mayday Parade. This song's pretty good. Uh, I don't know it super well, but whatever. I like Mayday Parade. Like, Jamie All Over, banger of a song. Miserable at best. Makes me want to die every time I listen to it. So I'm not familiar with Mayday Parade, though. So what would you equate them to Like as far as like a popular band? Are they like punk rock or what are they? What's the sound, really? I mean, what is it? I guess or- I guess alt rock. Uh, they're like- okay. I swear that you don't have to go. I thought we could wait for the fireworks. I thought we could wait for the snow to wash over Georgia and kill the I thought I could live at your I spend every moment I had with you. Stay up all night when the stars confess all the faith that I had in you.
Very alt rock emo. They come out of that same kind of that same kind of uh, of, of of talent pool, like your Dashboard Confessionals, oh, okay. like your MCR. Taking Back Sundays, like that kind of band where you're getting a lot of that emo type stuff in there. Okay. Yeah, they it. were in like that middle stage of like pop, like they were in like that pop punk revival era, which like after Blink One Eighty Two broke up in. I will say broke up because their hiatus was complete bullshit. Uh, in 2003, there was kind of like this lull in pop punk, and then 2007 hit, and that's when you had uh, what was the miserable? Uh, what was the Jamie all over Nick? Oh God, do not ask me about it, album it was, names. It was that with one with Made It Parade. All Time Low came out with their. Um, their album so wrong it's right like it was like a nice resurgence for pop punk and that's kind of what brought in the second era of pop punk yeah. for me okay. so like they came out right in that era but this was like right before that like i i also equate fallout boy with this second era of pop okay. punk okay all right cuz i do i do yep. dig fallout boy a lot so i was i was curious if it was in that blink 182 kind of like you know well, genre what's what's stupid is i say that but under the, but from under the cork tree was like 2005 so it was like in that like middle period, but like I still equate that more with like the 2007 era of pop punk. Okay, all right. Well, good way to get us started, man. Mayday Parade, and it's uh, something for me to look up. So that's that's cool. I love being introduced to new music, so I appreciate that. Nick, you're up next, man. What is your number five tune with a number in the title, buddy? Man, I'm gonna swing. I'm gonna swing so hard in uh, in in a different direction here, and I'm I'm not even gonna talk about it. I'm just gonna sing it. So you're welcome. Uh, all your listeners are gonna unsubscribe to your show forever. <laughs> I don't have any listeners. You're good. Perfect. So up in horsey heaven, here's the thing. You trade your legs for angel wings. And once we've all said goodbye, you take a running leap and you learn to fly. Bye bye, little Sebastian. Dan, 5,000 candles in the wind, baby. <laughs> candles in the wind i mean it's like a song that like <laughs> it like i like parks and rec is such a huge huge part oh, yeah, of like who sure. i am of my life and like i tried to kind of pull from all sorts of things in my life that i feel like represent me best as a person so there's no way if you want to like look at like kind of the tv i love like you can't i gotta have this on here so I just love it, man. I, I fucking love it. Do you know so much? I do too, man. Do you know if that ever got recorded though, or was it just on the? Yeah, it did. Yeah, okay. they actually recorded like a whole version of the song. Yeah. All right, interesting. I didn't know that. I'm gonna be honest. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's a small horse. <laughs> it's just a small horse. <laughs> get out. Oh, uh, they're so pissed when they say that too. They take it so seriously. They love it. All right, well, guys, I got a bop. At my number five, okay, that I had to put on here. Mm, and Bop are not numbers, Gerald. Uh, <laughs> let's do from 1993, The Spin Doctors, Two Princes is my number five. <laughs> you guys both familiar with the song, I assume? I have no idea what that even is. Really? 
Who? Neither neither one of you know two princes, really. I, I don't even know who spin mm. doctors are, so sure. I'm vaguely aware of the spin doctors. Oh, okay, that's um, interesting. What was their big hit? Like their big, big Little hit. Miss Can't Be Wrong, which came. That's which the one, right? Yeah, that's, I was, I was going to say, I knew, I knew, yeah, no, I have no idea what the song is. What's interesting about this song is it's one of those songs where you couldn't be caught listening to it <laughs> because it was in 1993 and it was in the midst of the grunge movement, which I was heavy into at the time, and the goth stuff was happening. So this band comes along and it's super poppy and it's super upbeat, but they're still a rock band. You know, they're similar to like, I would compare them to like maybe like a Blind Melon, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Almost grunge, but a little too poppy to be cool, so to speak. So this song, when it came along, was just, it's almost like a dance number, really. Like, you can, like, groove to it, and it's just got this super poppy beat to it. But it's happening right in the middle of the grunge movement, and you feel like, I can just remember, like, just loving it and being like, nobody can know I love it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's you're ashamed to love it at the time. It was a guilty pleasure for sure. And now, fast forward now, if it comes on, dude, I'm dancing in my car, like windows down, like I don't care. You know, I'm an older dude now, as you guys know. But yeah, Two Princes by Spin no. Doctors. I'm surprised you guys don't know that one. That's that's surprising to me. That's one of the bigger tunes of the 90s, so, really. So, so you say 1993. Joe, would you like to know how old I was in 1993? Tell me. I don't know that I want to know, actually, but tell me. Well, uh, considering that my number four is coming up, and I picked the number four, mm-hmm. a song with the number four in the title, it is serendipitous that I was four years old. There you go, four years old. Nick, what year? My were you sister born? is literally just born. I mean, I mean, I was uh, like, I was a teenager during you know the '90s and okay. everything, and I was huge into grunge, but I was not a Spin Doctors no, fan. Yeah. Like Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Like every time that song came on, I was like, I fucking hate this song. Like I just <laughs> I, I, love I, just that Doctor, I love that so. one too. I love that one too, man. Man, but two, but nah. two princes slaps, guys. Like, oh god, it's a, it re- reminds me of Dave Matthews. Like the voice, just like it's like nails on you know a chalkboard. That's actually, that's actually a good comparison. Actually, they were in that same time frame too as Dave Matthews. Yeah, they weren't quite as folksy yeah. as Dave Matthews. They were a little more. No, yeah, you're right. You know, but they had the hippie thing like mixed with the rock thing and again it was one it was definitely it was like that kind of voice and that kind of style was just it was just big at that time because it was like it 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 kind of it skated around the outskirts of grunge like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like grunge grunge but it was like sort of grunge right right. there's a lot it dipped its toes in enough to placate some of the grunge purists but not right right. not me and it was one of those i mean they were definitely like a guilty pleasure band especially in the 90s dan we're over to you man what is your number four buddy my number four is four years by the band story so far or the story so far 
punk band. I wonder, I wonder what Dan's favorite genre of music is. Uh, this is from mm. their debut album, Under Soil and Dirt. This is basically just about like how everything has changed. Like everything has changed since they've gone to college. Like a lot of people are like how they're they've gone back to their hometown, but like they're like everything's changed for them. Like nothing's the same. Like people have left and. It's kind of nostalgic for me in that way, even though I literally just heard the song tonight. But I felt I felt like connected to it because you know you leave for college and you come back and then everything's different. Like you're not friends with the same people you used to be. They've all gone away and right. they're off doing their own thing. And instead, you're friends with me. Instead, friends with that, this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> How times have changed, right? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. All right, Nick, what do you got at number four, man? Number in the title. Uh, my number four is going to be, so it's 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 sort of, I don't know if you'd call it a cheat or not, because there's no technical title for the song, because the songs on this entire album, which is called Eulogy for Evolution, they're all just the time codes for where the track appears on the album. So all of the songs on the album are just numbers. But this is by an Icelandic composer named Olafur Alnalds. I think I'm not pronouncing that correctly, I'm sure. Nope. But uh so it's, it's specifically it's the final track on the album. It's 3704-3837 is the title of the track. It's the final track. It's Eulogy for Evolution. You just have to look you just have to look that right. up. So it's just like it, it starts off as just like this really kind of quiet emotional contemplative piano piece and then like halfway through it just tears into this like chaotic like electric guitar like all this music is just like bombarding you flying at you and then like there's this like this disruption like toward the end like during that just like absolute shred part that's just like and then it like statics out or whatever and it just pulls it to this just kind of quiet like just nice melancholy finish i've often described the song as kind of the way my brain works or like me as a person in a song it's like two and a half minutes long it's just like it's just like this chaotic kind of storm of music Like I, when I was putting the list together, like this actually came out and then I put it back in because again, I wanted to make a list that I felt really, really represented mm-hmm. me. And like more than anything, like I said, I mean, listen to this song. Like I said, it's like two, two and a half minutes. It's me. It's like just the way I work. It's it's who I am as a person than just that two and a half minutes. There's no lyrics. It's all instrumental. It's beautiful. Was, Such gorgeous music. That's what music. I was going to ask too. So no lyrics. So what do you know the year on it? Uh, 2007. Oh, so it's recent. Okay. Only because I looked it up. Don't don't worry, Gerald. <laughs> I just linked it to you in Spotify. Okay. Perfect. Thank you for helping me with the shortcut you're, there. You're so, welcome. All right. The whole entire album is is really really beautiful. And like I said, he's an Icelandic composer. He does a lot of really really great stuff. But just that track is just like he said. It's just like it it starts so quiet and 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 sweet and somber and and all these different kind of quiet emotions and then it just builds into this just absolute tear it's it's so good so so good all right well that's nick you're full of surprises i told you man i i I swung like way outside for this wait until next wait until the next one baby just wait until the next one all right so my number four so I don't know if you guys are into them, but Lincoln Park did a song called "One Step Closer." That's my number four. Uh, I, deba- I, I debated on that one for my number one. There were there were several ones that I was going to do for my number one. Uh, mm-hmm. That was one of them. This was like the song of 2000 as well. 
just so just so visceral, man. And I got to see the Family Values tour when Lincoln Park headlined that tour, and there were a lot of other bands on it that I was also very fond of, and one of them was Stained, uh, which was in the same kind of genre. Yeah, but this was before that even. Yeah, it was good. You know, this this era, though, was really pre all that. That was the Break the Cycle album that you guys were talking about. And Dysfunction came out in the late 90s for Stained, and Linkin Park had Hybrid Theory. It came out in 99 as well. Oh, and then, And then, so when they went on this Family Values tour in 2000, it was like Lit Biscuit was on it, Incubus was on it. There were a lot of bands that I was just like super into, and they were all coming together. Corn, which I loved, I still do. And anyway, Linkin Park closed with this song, right? And they did this really long bridge in the middle. And Stain had already played like maybe three bands before. And Aaron Lewis from Stain came out and did the part at the end where he's like, shut up. And it's literally just Aaron Lewis screaming the shut up part on the stage while Lincoln Park does the rest of the number. And I just remember that was one of my most fondest like rock shows memories because I don't know about you guys, but I love, I used to love obviously pre-COVID, but I used to love going to live shows and seeing bands like collaborate on stage. I always love that when like singers from other bands from opening acts would come out and do numbers with them. And this was one of the best, man. They just absolutely killed it. The mosh pit was going strong. One Step Closer is just a visceral, just banging tune. And I've, I've loved Linkin Park ever since I was introduced to them initially, which was with this song, so. It's like the anthem of of that time period, like especially like the age that I was, like late teens, like early 20s. Like it's like the anthem of like the angry young adult from like back in that that day and age. Like I remember, you know, I'm not like the biggest Linkin Park fan, but like that was the anthem of that year. Sure. I I would like to say Mm -hmm. I used to own four CDs back in the day when I had a job. I bought them all myself. Mm. Uh, One was Hybrid Theory. One was Meteora. One was Disturbs 10,000 Fists. I can't remember the fourth one is, but I, I would just wander around with those four albums. Yeah. Listen to them all the time. So, yeah. All right. So, that's my number four. One step closer. Dan, we're over to you for your three, man. What do you got? My number three, a little bit of a cop out because of how it's titled, but it is titled I Still Feel Her Part Three from Johnny mm. Craig. Now, uh, this is off his A Dream is a Question You Can't Answer album, which is his solo album. Now, Johnny Craig is a wonderful, wonderful human being. And by that, I mean he's a terrible, terrible human being because uh, he does a lot of drugs. He fucks a lot of girls, uh, potentially even underage girls. Uh, He sold fake MacBooks. This is a real thing. He sold fake MacBooks to people. I have a picture of him on my phone where he's in his underwear doing like, but his uh, balls are hanging out of his underwear. It's a great picture. I'm going to show you guys uh, as soon as this episode is done. I can't wait. I'm just going to send it to you right now. I can't wait.
But fuck can this guy sing? Like, I, all, all of his problems, this guy can fucking sing. This dude belts out this song, uh, which is a continuation of, because he was in the, this band Emerosa that he basically founded after he got kicked out of Dance Gavin Dance for doing too many drugs. Uh, so he joined Emerosa, did the first two parts of I Still Feel Her, and then got kicked out of that band, did it, did I Still Feel Her part three as part of the band, got brought back into Emerosa, did part four, and then got kicked out again uh, for part five. This guy's a fucking disaster, but he is so fucking talented. Wow. He was, at one point, the most, I think a lot of people agreed, he was the most talented singer of the post-hardcore genre. Uh, and he even did, there was a post-hardcore group, Isles and Glaciers, which was basically a super group because it featured him, Vic Fuentes from Pierce the Veil, and uh, Craig, is it Craig Owen? Yeah, I think it's Craig Owen. I, can, I, I think that's his name. Uh, from uh, Chiodos. Okay. Every, and like everyone freaked out for that album. They did a seven a seven track album. It was amazing. But like this song from Johnny Craig, like it is it is his best song by far. And it, it, if I was ranking these in order of like actual goodness, this would actually be number one. Like this is oh, so okay. fucking you had good. To, you had to put it at three because it has to be a three because it's, it's I still feel her part three. So what's Johnny Craig? What kind of music is that? This is kind of this is not post hardcore, which is basically like an offshoot of pop punk. Like post hardcore is like the spiritual successor to pop punk, but it's like a bit more aggressive. This is more how do I describe this? It's not okay. alt because alt is like too generic, but like this is like less like lighter post hardcore, but not pop punk. I don't really know how to describe it, but like it's very funky not very mm-hmm. funky but like it, it's got a good funk element with a, gr- a great bass line guitars always moving the drums are whatever but it, the the melody is truly johnny craig okay so i still feel her part three which is where you get your number from from johnny craig mm-hmm. sure number three nick uh look dude you got a song from a sitcom you got a song an instrumental tune what are you doing at number three man well let me take you back in time gerald back to the 90s uh-huh. an era you're familiar with i'm yes. sure let me take you back to a game that was once known as the greatest game of all time. Some would argue still is. Yeah, yeah, Quake 3. My number three is a song from Final Fantasy VII by Nobu Matsu on that day five years ago. Now, I know, you know, some people probably aren't familiar with it. If you've ever played Final Fantasy VII, however, you are extremely familiar with this track because this specifically is the track that plays after the party leaves Midgar and you get to Calm and then Cloud goes into the entire backstory of who Sephiroth is, what happened, and it's just this really kind of sad and tragic piece where you listen to it and like you can just kind of feel the tragedy that Umatsu imbues throughout the entire track. Like you can tell there is just such a a, a dark, tragic undertone to, to, to all of this thing. And like this is like a whole massive, massive thing in this game where it's like giving you like all of this backstory all at once. And I mean Again, I had to make this list me. I had to make everything about this list scream me. Nothing screams me more than Final Fantasy, than RPGs, than gaming, and especially gaming music. Like, a lot of people don't really give the music enough credit in video games, but Nobu Umatsu is a fucking legend. Is this another instrumental? This track... Yes. This is another instrumental. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, he he wrote. I mean, you think of any of the biggest RPGs from that era, all the big Final Fantasy games. He composed fucking all of them, all of the music for all of them. 
And so, the, the, like I said, I had to put this one on here. And like this, honestly, this came about just looking through my iTunes, looking through all the tracks I had in there. And I was like, I got, I want to try to put something gaming related in there. But the track had to pop. It had to mean something mm -hmm. to me. And this is like that one point in the game where like, like, fuck, like it just like completely delves into these characters' backstories. And you get so invested in the journey that these characters are now about to go on. Okay. And that's, uh, you said on that day five years ago as a title? On that day five years ago is what it's All called. Right, man. Well, I'm excited to check these these pieces of music out for sure. I never you played should just Final, play Final Fantasy VII. I should actually. I never did. So you can play I on was, your phone. I was always really intrigued by the artwork and and the images that I saw of it, though. In fact, we were talking about Lord of the Rings earlier. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit, like what I've seen. Man, I can't wait. I mean, honest to God, like, and you and Caleb did the Fifty Shades movies, which was funny. <laughs> and like, I mean, I did I did the same thing with Winners years ago, and it was fun to dump all over those. But I'm I'm honest to God, really excited to hear you and Caleb go into Lord of the Rings because I love those movies. Uh, this will mean nothing so to my patrons now, but uh, <clears throat> noon tomorrow, Nicholas. Yeah. So far, so good, man. I, I've, I'm through the two towers and I'm enjoying it so far. So, All right, so my number three is a song that I'm assuming you guys know, but you surprised me by not knowing the Spin Doctors earlier, so maybe not. But Who? It's, it, it, it might be the old... Let me look, actually. I think it might be the oldest song on my, on my list. Let me just confirm that. Yes, it is the oldest song on my list going back to 1985. I was 10 years old when this song came out, and I loved it when it came out, and I goddamn fucking love it today. Whenever it comes on, I will listen to it every single time, but it's a song called Summer of 69 by Mr. Brian Adams. Yeah, good stuff. I got my first real six-string, bought it at the five and done, played it till my fingers bled, was a summer of 69. Good stuff. Mr. Brian Adams. Dan, you've heard it? Who? You've heard it, Dan? Who? You've heard of it? Brian Who? Adams? Who? <laughs> you've heard it, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, Nick will know, but you were talking about nostalgia earlier, Dan, actually, and that's the same thing about this song. And this song is about nostalgia. So he's basically singing about remembering the times when he was in high school. He formed a band with his buddies in the summer of 69. And they tried real yeah, hard. Yeah, they tried real hard. They played garages. They played, you know, for their friends and stuff. Obviously, they didn't make it. You should have known they'd never get far. <laughs> That's right. But he had all these <laughs> memories of it. He has these memories of holding hands with his girlfriend on, on the mother's porch. And it's just such, such a visual tune. It's such a vivid story. And it really takes you back as a listener where it's a time capsule to look back and kind of, kind of see this guy's memories. And it's just, it's it's a rocking tune too. Like, especially for Brian Adams at the time because, you know, he was popular for kind of like love ballads and like, you know, more poppy numbers. And this was really a rocking song, especially in 85. Uh, it was right in that like Bon Jovi era, you know, and it fit in, it oh, yeah. fit in with that stuff perfectly. So 
This song has remained, and you know, spoiler alert for Dan, he's a patron of the show, but I do my top 100 songs of the 80s right now. I'm going through those, and this is going to be on there. Spoiler alert. It's one of my favorite songs to come out of the 80s, and probably one of my favorite songs of all time, so I had to put it on here. And it's 69, so I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> I gotta do it. So Summer of 69 is my number three. You just had to, you had to ruin that whole thing by just taking it creepy right of there. Course, in the, right there in the man. 11th hour. You just had to sneak it out of there. Of course, man. Nick, you're a fan of this one, though? Oh, I love it. It slaps so fucking hard, man. I mean, it's still like, it's, it's one of those songs, like whenever it comes on, like you can't help but sing along. You can't help but just go along with the beat, man. It's such a catchy tune. Like that's, that's why like it was so popular and why it's so enduring. Cause like when you hear it, like as soon as it starts, you literally just, you just belt it. You just belt the whole thing as you go. Absolutely, man. Summer of 69, Brian Adams is my number three. Dan, get on it, man. It's 80s music. You got to get you gotta get there. I believe no. in you. I believe no. in you. I'm going to listen no. to all yours. I'm going to fucking check out all your, all your Johnny Craig shit and all that. Johnny Craig <laughs> shit. Well, let's see how you fucking feel after you listen to it. All right. Uh, we're up to our runner-ups, guys. I'm excited. So far, no crossover, which is not too surprising. I didn't think we would. One Step Closer, by the way, by Linkin Park, was the song that I was wondering about. So if nobody picked that one, then I don't think we have any crossover with me. So, Dan, what's your runner-up, man? What do you got at number two? Well, number two, I have the first song off of their 2001 album, which is a direct continuation of the final song on their 1999 album, mm-hmm. which that song is titled Anthem. This song is titled Anthem Part Two. Mm, you're doing the part thing again, huh? Yes. Uh, actually, all three of uh, all of my top three are the part thing. So oh. yes, Anthem Part Two, Blink One Eighty Two. It's part of the title. Jacket. Okay. about like I guess teenage angst and, and like how you feel kind of powerless when you're a teen and everyone's making decisions for you and you can't really do anything about it because you're just a, a, a fucking kid like uh, one of the lyrics is corporate leaders politicians kids can't vote but adults elect them like they those those corporate leaders politicians those two were like some of the most influential groups in America and you if you're a kid you can't fucking do shit about it mm-hmm. you know I uh, imagine for instance like so, uh, what was it Jack Thompson uh, a- noted asshole from like the 80s uh, from like the 90s and 2000s who tried to ban video games oh, imagine right. if you're mm-hmm. a kid who's like who's like hey you can't play video games because asshole senator has said you can't and you're just like well I didn't vote for him it's like I can't vote for him I can't do anything about that it's kind right. of what, like that's at least what the first verse is about uh, also it's playing too my favorite band of all time uh, and this this is the second album in a three album run that is fan fucking tastic you uh saw them live dan i did uh late uh after after the first breakup but on the reunion tour of uh 2009 but uh the the beauty of this is like it starts with drums and starts with an instrumental which is like whatever but then like they let tom sing and they just have bass underneath him, which, like, Tom DeLonge isn't known as, like, a prolific guitarist. He's actually kind of, like, a shitty guitarist in, in terms of, like, music. Like, famously, 
mm-hmm. uh, whenever What's My Age Again hit and mm-hmm. people listen to What's My Age Again, they're like, oh, Tom DeLonge isn't a fucking garbage can at, at, at guitar. Like, he can actually play some melodies. Okay. This band we can start taking, like, seriously. And, of course, like, Travis Barker started to go fucking more and more nuts with his drums. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so, I don't know. All right, cool, man. Nostal- well, nostalgia, one, one of the best albums of all time, in my opinion. Can't can't beat it. I, I figured Blink-182 would have to show up on your list as long as they were applicable. So, there you go. There was one certainty tonight, yeah. Gerald, and that was <laughs> That was it, right? Yeah. So, Anthem Part 2 is your number two. Nick, are you a Blink fan? I'm just curious. I'm not the biggest Blink fan. Okay. Uh, my brother was, like, really, really big yes, into them. And, like, any band that my brother was, like, really, really big into, like, I just... I, I just never gelled as much with those kind of bands as my brother did. Like, my brother loves Pearl Jam. I fucking hate Pearl okay. Jam. He loves Pink Floyd. I hate Pink Floyd. I got gotcha. <laughs> like, you. Okay. All right. He just had, like... Yeah. Brother v brother over there. Okay, I get it. He just had those weird musical tastes, but then we we I mean we did we did uh, sync up on a lot of stuff, especially in the grunge stuff like the Nirvana and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. awesome man. All right, Nick, what do you got? Uh, man, your your list is eclectic, brother. What do you got at number two? Well, I'm gonna swing it. I mean, this if there was another certainty tonight after Dan picking Blink 182, Gerald, I want you, I need you. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. But don't feel sad, because two out of three ain't bad, baby. From one of the best albums ever fucking written by Jim Steinman, Meat Loaf, two out of three ain't bad. Number two, baby. Nice. I mean, and this one specifically, like, it's not even the best track on that album. Uh, it's not even, I think this would probably be bottom tier for that album. That's just how great that album is. But this specifically, uh, this is tied to a very, you know, specific set of memories for me with Dan's own co-host and, you know, the guy that you're doing the Patreon series right now with Lord of the Rings with Caleb. Like, when I graduated from Clarion, like, my last year, like, you know, me and Caleb, like, would just hang out. Like, we would just be at the bar with, like, the whole crew. Like, all of us were there and stuff. But Except me. Like, except Dan. But, I was like, too young. Dan was a, Dan was a little mm-hmm. pup. But, uh, you know, me and Caleb, the bar would close, and it'd be fucking 3 o'clock in the morning, pitch black, and we would walk back to wherever it was that he lived at the time, just belting out down the fucking deserted streets of Clarion meatloaf songs. And, like... 
I always just like it, it's it's such a great memory for me. I always just love thinking back on those times and one of the things I mean I, I just honestly I almost just put a meatloaf track on here just because of those memories. Like but I really do love this song. It is also a great song. But yeah. I just love it. It's <laughs> cool, man. I'm trying to think in my mind, but I feel like that's the 80s, right? That's 70s. That'd be like 78, I think. I can't remember when Bad Out of Hell came out. I think it was 77 or 78. Even older. Okay. Yeah, I do yeah. know. That, that predates I me. <laughs> yeah. I do know that song, though. I need, I'm, I'm excited to go back and, and visit that one. So mine is much more recent, but it's from 1992. Probably my favorite artist, like if I had to pick like an entire library of music from the 1980s. This is probably the dude. Like if I could only keep one artist from the 80s, this is probably the guy that I'm keeping. And it's Prince. And it's a song called Seven. And that's my number two. The only prince I'm, I'm go aware no. of, the only prince I'm aware of, is from the time we were at Nick's bachelor party, and I was the, just gonna bring that the, up too. The fucking DJ puts on <laughs> Prince, and then Justin, fucking who, like, we're at a strip club, and he could not be less interested in anything that's happening. The whole time, yeah, he he just didn't really care about the strippers or anything. This was right when Prince died yeah, too. Right, as like Prince, Prince died. had died that week. Oh and, wow! And, and so <laughs> Prince comes on, and then all of a sudden Justin goes. That's fucking Prince! And like that. He jumped up. He was sitting stage side. He was sitting at the stage. There was a girl on the stage <laughs> dancing. He jumped out of his seat, <laughs> pounding his fists. Fuck yeah! Fucking Prince! Like pointing at the fucking DJ I, and shit. I like just, every, like literally the club stopped on a dime. <laughs> wow. It was, I mean, it was it, 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 like, yeah. And I tell people that all the time. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, we went to a strip club for my bachelor party. You know, the only thing I remember about being at that strip club that night was Justin getting so fucking excited that the DJ played Prince, he jumped out of his chair. Oh, it, that's uh, that's good stuff, man. I'm sorry I wasn't there for that. That that sounds like a party. That was that was a oh, now time, man. That was, that was when Justin tried to make me watch Roadhouse, and then the power oh went out God. halfway through the movie. Yeah, that was great. We're like, all right, I guess we're going to the strip club. The strip club. Yep. <laughs> Why don't? So anyway, Gerald, uh, Prince. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. It probably wasn't the song seven but that's the one i'm choosing because it fits the brief but yeah this is the new power generation era for prince in the early 90s so you had the new revolution you had prince by himself and then you had the, a couple albums where it was npg which is the new power generation and it was uh where he would influence he would bring in all these influence from like middle eastern influences and like you know it would sound very international his, his sound during during the npg years 
And Seven was a song that broke, that crossed over and broke onto the charts. And it's just such a catchy tune. The song is almost all chorus, and it's like Prince just doing his thing. He plays instruments too. He just kills it. Such a great guitar player, such a good vocalist, and such a good lyricist. And it's also a very ambiguous song about the seven deadly sins, but he sings it kind of like a love number. So you don't really know that that's what it's about. It's kind of a hidden meaning type of song. But I had to give Prince some representation on this list just because I love him so much, man. He's, he's, he's my favorite artist to come out of the 1980s. And it's just such a versatile like multi-layered artist i don't even like calling him a musician he's just such an artist so seven by prince is my number two was almost my number one i think my number one is going to be surprising to literally everyone listening because nobody in the fan group even mentioned it uh but yeah that's my number two you guys are i guess you don't know this song specifically huh uh no the only prince i really know is from uh, batman 1989 and the song where it goes that's that's the that's the prince I know, and everyone's gonna be like, "Damn, what the fuck is wrong with that's you?" That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, it's it's also. I mean, the same with me, Dan. That's literally the only prince I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're up to our number one songs with numbers in the title. Dan, you're up first, man. What do you got? All right, continuing my cheating ways, uh, we have Dance Gavin Dance from their 2009 album Happiness, Strawberry Swisher Part One. Now, well, what? Who the fuck is Dance Gavin Dance? Well, it's Johnny Craig's original band. He actually founded uh, Dance Gavin Dance and uh, eventually did too much heroin, so they brought in Kurt Travis for the next two albums. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. What's the name <laughs> of the tune, Dan? Strawberry Swisher okay. Part One. Part two is also very good. The song in between those two on the album is called Don't Tell Dave. That's also very good. Probably actually, oh man, that album just in general is just very good. Uh, Also, the unfortunate other thing was that their screamer, John Mess, got Lyme disease. So he wasn't available for this album. This this album is like has many stories you could tell about it. But basically, like this song, this song encapsulates everything I kind of love about Dance Gavin Dance, which is that they have great vocals. They have like very layered music, like the guitar the the lead guitar is playing something very like melodic and weird underneath the vocals all the time like it, it doesn't just like they don't go like sw- switch to like the rhythm guitar where everyone's like playing just straight eighth notes no no no, no. they're playing something di- weird and different every time keeping you interested in terms of uh, in terms of the melody then you got the rhythm guitar playing something completely different from what they're playing the bass guitar is playing something completely different from what the rhythm guitar is playing which like that's another crush that people do is like they have the rhythm guitar and the bass guitar basically doing the same chord and it's like you do that you have no ability to make music whatsoever please stop and you know stop wasting everybody else's time the drums are interesting it's a very interesting song there's a lot of moving parts like it's it's like a song that perfectly encapsulates why i love dance gavin dance why they're my number two band they're probably like at least technically my number one band but blink 182 holds such like a, a personal feeling in my heart but dance gavin dance just like musically up until this most recent album which is fucking trash is fucking trash because they're trying to do something different and i understand but but up until this most recent album they were they're, they're the kings of this man where they're doing the post-hardcore uber melodies just complex songs underneath it's it, like the right. way they layer their tracks are phenomenal and Strawberry Swisher Part 1 is a perfect encapsulation of that. Please, girls, stay to the early morning. We can have some coffee. You can do my laundry. Please, girls, stay, don't mind the clutter. Get back in bed, yeah. Making those covers. You girl, on your body. Please, girls, stay. Please, girls, stay. Oh, 
Strawberry Swisher Part 1 by Dance Gavin Dance, your number one song with number in the title. You did the Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3. I cheated, yeah. I'm not gonna nah, lie. well, those those are the titles. So I, I, I'm just wondering I, because I, I, I could have out. I could have done Yoshimi by the Flaming Lips had I done that, but I just didn't think about doing the part thing. But uh, so I, I I will point out uh, the way Johnny Craig spells "I still feel her" part uh, three is with three number ones. Hmm. I don't know why he does that, but I want to kick him in the fucking penis for it. You don't mean Roman numerals. You mean the actual number one. Like, literally, the number ones. Mm. So maybe it's part 111 then. No. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> don't even start. Nick, what do you got, man? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how you round out your top five. What's your number one, buddy? Well... So, man, how do you even how do you even uh, how do you even get into it? So, when I was in the field once upon a time, just out reading meters, driving my jeep around, doing my thing, listening to Stern, and uh, he had Lady Gaga on as his as his uh, as his guest that day, and uh, I was not a Gaga fan up up to this point, and I almost turned away from the from the show. I was just like, ah, I don't even want to hear. I don't even want to listen to this. Uh, but then she sang my number one song with a number in the title, Million Reasons, oh, yeah, she did. Um, which Jesus Christ reduced me to tears. Yeah. Just hear it. I mean, number one, it's just her voice anyway. Just hearing her sing does it every time, like kills me. You're giving me a million reasons to let you go. You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show. You're giving me a million reasons. Give me a million reasons. Giving me a million reasons. About a million reasons. If I had a highway, I would run for the hills. If you could find a driveway, I'd forever be still. But you're giving me a million reasons. Give me a million reasons. Giving me a million reasons. About a million reasons. I bow down to pray. I try to make the worst seem better. Uh, but there's just something about that song and like the hopelessness of that song, but also the hopefulness. Like there's that last thread of hope. Like I just looking for one reason to stay like, man, just fucking hell, man. I mean, it just like, and I was listening through like, cause I, I got a huge list of honorables and all these different songs and I, I put them all on the list and I, I was, I was playing through them kind of like you said, Gerald, I had like the private Spotify or whatever and just spinning through stuff and like, even just listening to it again, like, and I listened to that same version from Stern, okay. you know, and just, I mean, it just like, it, it kills me every time. Like it literally just crushes me every time. Like the, the, the power, the emotion behind it, it's a lot of it just has to do with how powerfully she sings it and just how much that just like it, 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 it lays me bare. You know, it just it just rips right into my emotion and just like brings it right out, you know, and if a song makes me feel that much, like just from hearing it, it's got to be number one. Yeah. Right. It's got to be, you, dude. It's, it's on my list of 17 that I have here. I, I fucking and actually I mentioned that song in the Twitter chat at the end earlier. And I said, whoops, that might be a spoiler. It didn't end up cracking up my top five, but I do love that song, and I love her so much, her artistry and her Hell voice. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little monster, bro. I, I've loved Little Gaga for, or Lady Gaga for about a decade now, but to your point, too, with her, I mean, this song is great. 
great, right? And it fits the brief. But she is such an she carries such emotionality in her in her singing and in her voice. Yeah. That she could literally be singing the phone book and I would cry. Like she's just so yeah. powerful. <laughs> You're dead like she, right. Did You're you see when right. she did the national anthem at the inauguration this year? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had goosebumps and I'm like, I don't even care about this. And it's like so amazing because she's she's just putting so much into it and so much heart and soul into her singing. But yeah, and then yeah. Star is Born when she did when she did those numbers. I mean, she's just such Crushed such it. a great artist, man. She's an absolute queen. And hearing yeah. you talk about it, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't crack my top five. But uh, I do love that song, and it was in the running for me. Dan, are you yeah. a Gaga fan? She's fine. <laughs> Dan. Pop, 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 poker face, pop, pop, poker face. Uh, yeah. Paparazzi is one of my favorite tunes of hers. I love that song. Yeah, she's got, I mean, like, even, like, the early stuff, like, when, because a lot of my early exposure to Gaga was not Gaga herself, it was Glee. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was where I got a lot of my early Gaga education, but I never actually really sat and spun any of her tracks or just listened to her until Million Reasons. And now, like, now I just love, I love, like, <laughs> like most of her catalog. Like, it's just amazing Yeah, stuff. I agree with you 100%. So, great pick, man. A Million Reasons by Lady Gaga is your number one. I'm glad it got some love tonight. So, my number one I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you guys have never heard of it. I don't even know if a lot of our listeners will have heard of it. it it's unfortunate because it's such an underheard song, yes, but it's such an underheard artist. She's a Welsh-born singer-songwriter. This song came out in 2004, and the name of the song is 24. It's a song called 24 by an artist named Jim, J-E-M. Her actual name is Gemma Griffiths, from, but she took on the moniker Jim, and this song, I don't know if you guys will remember because you're movie dudes, but there was this movie that came out in the early 2000s called Ultraviolet that had Mila Jovovich in it. Yeah, you yeah. That? It was kind of it was kind of a piece of shit. It was supposed it was supposed to be like a Matrix for like with a chick or whatever. It was a very weird sci-fi kind of movie that wasn't very good. It didn't do very well. But this song was featured in it. Mila Jovovich in it. Yes, of course. <laughs> right. That's her thing. But it had this song on it. It was on the soundtrack. But the song is written by her as well, written by Jim. And it's it just tells the story of the last 24 hours of her life. So she 
knows that she's going to die at the end of that day. So the song starts with her kind of woes and like, why have I wasted my whole life? It's it's ending. This is the end. It's over. It, in fact, a line in the song that she keeps repeating is, it's over tonight. Like, I know I'm dying. So it starts with, there's 24 hours until they're laying flowers on my grave. And then the next verse is, there's 18 hours left. And the next verse is, there's 12 hours left. And anyway, it gets down to where there's one hour left. And then the song just ends and it's like she's gone so it's a very like powerful tune yeah it's very powerful kind of like haunting tune but it's played to an upbeat tempo that you can still have fun listening to it even though this is such a dark subject matter and when i was coming up with my list i was watching a couple live performances of this song that she did she did one on conan and then she did one on letterman and it's just so raw and so personal to her you can tell and the fact that it was featured in ultraviolet kind of like almost tarnishes a little bit because the movie's not very good Um, but that's how it gained popularity because it was on the soundtrack and then she ended up putting it on her album which was called finally woken and she, her number one single, probably her one hit wonder, honestly, is a tune called Just a Ride, which you guys might know. If you heard it, you'll probably know it. Um, but yeah, 24 is a great song. There'll be a little clip on the episode here. But anybody that is interested that loves like female voices and like female kind of like indie rock musicians, you'll really like Jim. And I think you should look the tune up. So it's called 24. That's my number one, guys. I'm, I'm going to assume you guys don't know it, right? Or do you? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Fair. Dan, are you still there? Are you asleep? All right, so Dan doesn't know either. So that's my number one. Uh, let's <laughs> let's um, we'll shout out the fans here in a minute, and Nick will tell everybody about live stream as well. But before we do that, why don't we do some honorable mentions, dudes? Now, Good now God. I'm the only top five show that does a top ten thing, so I have five here. Uh, Dan, what do you got for honorables, buddy? At number six, I have Six Feet Under the Stars by All Time Low from their So Wrong It's Right album. Uh, my number seven is Circle Seven, Sins of the Lion from Alice Anna. Uh, they're from their album A Place Where the Sun is Silent. Now, I picked this one over Seven Nation Army and other e- obvious ones like this because, for one reason, they use Roman numerals. And, Gerald, if you need to know how to add up to seven in Roman numerals, you just remember this. Rocky 2 plus Rocky V equals Rocky 7, Adrian's Revenge. Adrian's there Revenge. <laughs> All right, my number eight is uh, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Good one. I thought about that one as well. Love it. It's a fine song, but, you know, I couldn't think of an eight. That was actually probably, that was actually the hardest one to find was the number eight. Mm. Uh, Number nine, speaking of Linkin Park from the Meteor album, Figure Nine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number 10, this one was just like, fuck it. Uh, 10,000 Fists, Disturbed, from 10,000 Fists. Like I said, I, I had I had, I had had four albums as a kid. I've represented two of them, so well done. Is. Well done. All right, thanks, Danny Boy. Uh, I'll round up my top 10, and I'm just going to spit out a bunch of names at you after that, just because I got I to gotta throw some love out for all this other stuff, because I didn't see any of it. I saw like one or two of these come up in the listener community, but my number six would be Fred Jones Part 2, Ben Folds. Number seven would be number five with a bullet, Taking Back Sun. Uh, number eight, get some love from Justin here. Five minutes alone, Pantera, baby. Mm, nice. Rock Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to swerve in exactly the opposite direction. Number nine is One Night Only from Dreamgirls, Jennifer okay. Hudson. Fuck All yeah. Right. Uh, and then uh, 10, I mean, I had... Zero is just the pumpkin song that speaks to me more than 1979, so I put Zero to round out the top 10. I love Zero. Uh, it's great, but also... Shine Down 45 I threw in here. Ghostman on third, Taking Back Sunday. 115, which is a song from Call of Duty Black Ops. 
You're welcome. It's the secret song in the Nazi zombies uh, theater stage. Okay. Fucking slaps so fucking hard. Uh, 3.14 by the Bloodhound Gang, which is very, very not woke appropriate in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> One Winged Angel, also from uh, Final Fantasy VII, Nobu Umatsu. Uh, Metallica's One. Like that one I saw get some love on the Definitely. listener community. And then, of course, Pumpkins 1979. Definitely. So to round out my top 10, my number six would have been I Got Five on it. Loonies, the Loonies. I originally thought about that as a number five, but then I found a song that's more in my genre. But yeah, that specifically for me, I would have picked the Us version. Yeah, for sure. Michael Ambrose, for sure. 100%. Yeah, that's a good, good remix. And then my, let's see, my number seven would have been a tune called 1251 by The Strokes. A band that I really like. It's a great tune. My num- Here you go. My number eight would have been Taylor. You guys knew I was going to bring Tay-Tay to the party. A song called 22. My number nine <laughs> My number nine would have been 18 in Life by Skid Row. Come on, guys. Nobody? Skid Row? Crickets? All right. And then my number 10 would have been Missy Elliott with Ciara's One Two Step. A cool dance. see you one two step. There it is. Dan knows what I'm talking I'd like about. to see you one two step. All right. So to round out the episode, let's head over to the Facebook fan community and open up the old suggestion hey. box. What's in the box? Uh, What's in the box? There we go. Old school guys here. I love it. So to get things started, I just said over there, I said, hey, what are your favorite songs with numbers in or as the title? Adam. Oh, by the way. I'm just going to be doing this the whole time, which is just holding a thumbs up and smiling because everybody's in there. I just went, yep, I don't know that one. So well, let's you know, begin. You know some of these. 187 by Census Fail is shouted out by Adam Mueller over on the page. Mueller. I, I do not know that one. Oh, Mueller. I'm sorry. Uh, M- no, you said Mueller again. It's Mueller. Uh, Mueller. Mueller. What are you, his lawyer? How Mueller. do you know Mueller. Paul. Mueller. I, I listened to the countdown. Well, maybe Paul he, saying he, it wrong. I think it's Adam Mueller. Okay. Adam has never corrected Paul. Also, since it's failed, good band. All right. Back, back All right. on to Dan right. holding thumbs up and smiling. All right. Uh, Jared Taylor, patron and friend of the show, says 1979 by the Pumpkins. He also says he oh, also yeah. says Tools 46 and 2. We didn't mention any Tool tonight, but I'm a... I can't. I, I literally can't with Tool. I do not get really? Tool. I don't get the love okay. of it. Interesting. I'm a fan of theirs, but I, I could see that angle as well. Uh, Steve Kite, a new fan to the page over there, says 22 by Taylor Swift. This guy's after my own heart over there. Ginny and Georgia season two. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. John Campbell shouted out my favorite band, which I didn't, so shame on me. But he says engine number nine and seven words by Deftones. Two great tunes that I didn't think of, so I'm an idiot. But yeah, good picks there. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, Deftones. Is that Chino Moreno as their mm-hmm. lead yep. singer? Yep. Dance Gavin Dance has a song featuring Chino Moreno. Oh, called, sweet. Um, it's off of their uh, their self-titled album. Well, send it to me because I love Chino. Yeah, I'm going to find it. But yeah, I, 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 I just remembered that. So I want you to listen to that. That's going to be your gateway. All right, cool. Uh, Joey Austin, patron and friend of the show, says 39 by Queen. He also says 5150 by Van Halen, which I think is an album, right? Or was there a song? It's it's also oh, the name of the okay, album, right. yeah. But fifty one fifty fucking slaps. Okay. It's it's actually and it's the track right between. Uh, oh no, that's three one six. Never mind. I'm thinking of. Never mind. I'm thinking of fuck. Never mind. Just go on. <laughs> that track slaps though. It's it's a great track. And uh, your favorite Nick Brad says one million by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, that's your boy Battlefield Earth over there. 
Let's see. Uh, Drew from the Real Fills, patron of the show, says 99 Luff Balloons, summer of 69, when I'm 64 by the Beatles, 9 to 5, 3 a.m. and one week by the Bare Naked Ladies. So all good picks there. Dan, we know you've heard of one week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, you've heard of that, right? He's still, he's still I'm just, working he's still the thumbs up. No, that's, that's Dolly. Right. Let's talk about Chris Yaney. We all love him. He's got uh, 2112 by Rush. 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago. Two Princes by Spend Doctors. Yaney's got my back. And then he says 004 by Furman 4, which I don't, I'm not familiar with. Uh, Imran from the Jock and Nerd podcast. He also shouted out Chicago's 25 or 6 to 4. And then he says Funk number 49 by the James Gang. Uh, Julio from the Contrarians shouted out by one, or, or shouted out one by Amy Mann, which is the opening to Magnolia, the uh, P.T. Anderson movie you guys familiar with that one that's a great cover by the way no i haven't seen it uh let's see joey mills has literally a metric shit ton of of songs here let me go through them he says one by you two let's see which ones we didn't mention i would die for you by prince and it is the number four in there (laughs) he also says edge of 17 by stevie nicks Two Tickets to Paradise by Eddie Money. That's a good one. And December 1963 by The Four Seasons. And then let's end on... Who do you want to end on? Let's end on David Powell because he's a patron of the show. He also has a lot here. And he has a very like varied musical style. So I don't know a whole, whole lot of these. But he's got Old 55 by Tom Waits. Uh, the Six Strings That Drew Blood <laughs> by Nick Cave. And then Nick Cave also has one called 15 Feet of Pure White Snow. Uh, Three Days by Jane's Addiction, 7 by 7 by Hawkind, and In the Year 2525 by Zagger and Evans. David, I don't know any of those. I'm familiar with Tom Waits and Nick Cave, but I don't know those songs specifically, so... I mean that 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 song that Tom Waits song wait that they did for the uh, or no time that's what it is that they did for that little Justice League thing that Jack, Zack Snyder put out man that fucking song slapped so fucking hard I've watched that thing like ten times just to listen to that song I've never heard it in Tom Waits before oh okay cool great fucking well, track. So, for some reason somebody said something that reminded me of the song Mambo Number no. Five yeah. so I would like to switch out my Mayday Parade song even though I really like Burn Mayday up, Parade song, for Mambo Number no. Five. Yeah, by Lou Bega, sure. Yeah. I'll One, take it. I'll two, take it. Three, four, five, everybody in the club. So come on, let's drive yeah. to the liquor store. And I don't know the words to the rest of the song, but it's really catchy tune now. It is. That's a bop, man. I used to play that at weddings all the time. It was always a big hit. Hell yeah. No doubt. Guys, this was great. You know, two of my boys here, and we got together to do this episode for two peas, but we're going to be together soon. To do something more important, the live stream for The Cure, Dan, they can find you at Netflix and Swill or whatever, right? And then let's just let Nick do his thing. So, Nick, what are, where can, what are we doing? Tell them what we're doing, what we're raising money for, where they can find you. Uh, so, so Dan and Gerald will be, and of course, as of recording, we don't know yet, but COVID depending, of course. But Dan and Gerald will be descending upon me, and uh, we'll be doing the fifth annual live stream for The Cure for the past four years, 30000 yeah, to five stream, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, $30,000 we've raised so far uh, over, over the past four years. Of course, with, uh, you know, Justin and Loy Sauce when I was part of Epic Film Guys, integral parts of it as well. I mean, it, it's a future immune to cancer. You know, we're, we're trying to raise money, you know, and all the money goes to the Cancer Research Institute and uh, dedicated to immunotherapy, which is training the body's immune system to fight against all types of cancer. 
So it's uh, it's going to be an amazing time, May 19th through the 23rd. Head over to LivestreamForTheCure.com to get more information about the event. And, you know, if you're listening to this sometime between May 19th and May 23rd, come donate a couple of bucks. Uh, we're going to make Gerald eat spicy food that's going to kill him live on the air. Hell You're going to yeah. want to watch Gerald die live it's on the possible. air. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. I could die. That's accurate. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, Gerald came up last year. Dan's been up here for the past couple of years for the event. Dan does a lot of the green room <laughs> type stuff. Gerald just kind of came and hung out and brought us beer. <laughs> <laughs> important though, right? It's still, it's, 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 it's still amazing to have, to have both you guys in house. I can't wait to have you here again and, and, and run this year's event. And it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We get podcasters and content creators from around the world. It's such a blast. There's so much energy of just watching those donations come in and knowing that it's all going towards such a great cause and, you know, fighting the good fight against cancer. You know, I mean, there's, there's nothing, there's not much that you can get all people to gr- to agree on these days but i think you can get pretty much everybody to agree that cancer fucking sucks yep. and you know let's all do our part to donate some dollars i'll be i'll be dead to rights after the event's over with so may 24th i will literally die cuz uh, the event takes a lot out of me but it's worth it i love it livestreamforthecure.com check it out and hope to yeah, see man. you there and i'll Go ahead, Dan. Hashtag five stream. Mm, five stream this year. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we got five on it. Am I right, guys? Oh, okay. All right. I'm disconnecting from the call and deleting my audio. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm glad to be a part of the event. I'm proud to be a part of it. And I will put all the information in the show notes for everyone. Everything Nick just said, make sure you refer to that to head over to livestreamforthecure.com. Donate, listen, tune in when we are there for the event on site. So I'm looking forward to it. Until next week, guys, Dan, Nick, thank you guys so much for being here. community. Yes. Thank you guys so much for being here. We will be back next week, and we'll have another top five and another pee on the pod. Take care, guys. See you then. Jump up and down and move it all around. Shake your hand to the sound. Put your hands on the ground. Take one step left and one step right. One to the front and one to the side. Clap your hands once and clap your hands twice. And if it looks-